Well, I was hungover. Oh. I had just woken up on Matt Peake's couch in full Jedi costume <laughs> from a wild night. And uh, I took a lift to where my car was at Omar's place. So I was standing out on the curb for about 10 minutes in a Jedi costume <laughs> at 8 in the morning. And then I went That's to my car. Of shame. I put on my clothes from the day before, and then I went to go see Frozen. We'll get back to that at the end of this podcast. Should have went in your Jedi robes. I should have. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Film House, everybody. Uh, I've got my friends Adam, Elise, Jacob with me this week. So say hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. hello. My name's Daniel. This week, Disney uh, has 10 million noob subscribers for the Disney Plus app. Um, a little bit of a glitchy day one, according to people who got it immediately. Were any of y'all those immediate nope. people who had outages? No. I'm, I'm currently banned from using their app on my phone <laughs> because I'm using a uh, beta software that Samsung put out. And so I guess I'm flagged as... A bad boy. Oh, yeah. where's your cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> where's your leather jacket? My, my, I smoke yeah. jewels because they kill the young ones. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, no, they, they they put it out on like uh, smart TV, so it's like okay, it, it was in enough places that like you could accidentally find it. So. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a uh, like a midnight launch kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was up really late, and then I saw that people were tweeting about The Mandalorian, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it, because I guess at that point, most people who'd be watching <laughs> Disney Plus were asleep, Yeah, so yeah. it was working for me at that time. I mean, uh, to me, that was their big first day push was Mandalorian, the first live-action TV series in not Star Wars Lady history. Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> I have not Ooh. gotten to Lady and the Tramp yet, although the first thing I did watch on Disney Plus was uh, the Tales, not Tailspin, uh, uh, DuckTales movie, where they go. get the magic lamp and the oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's it's a great, great movie. It's yeah. a really, really solid They're, movie. The, the, uh, as far as SVODs go, um, hot damn! It's it's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. The amount I I was going through adding a bunch of stuff. Uh, I didn't find Song of the South, uh, oh, but ooh, they're not gonna yeah. put that up, bud. Did it, <laughs> I think it is on there. Maybe I'll I'll find Timed it. Timed release. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly mostly signed up for Mandalorian. Yeah, I think um, a lot of us did. And so uh, we are gonna talk about the Mandalorian and maybe hold off on spoilers for a little bit. Just for those people who don't have Disney Plus that might want to hear what we have to say before the getting e, it. The EU. Um, yeah, there's a whole worldwide <laughs> issue yeah. there. So yeah. I, it's one of those things where it's like, don't be surprised if your show just gets pirated by a bunch of people because yeah. they really want to see they it. They want it now. Yeah, and they there are people who do want to pay for it, but it's because of you know mm-hmm. uh, international borders and all like those fun things. The UK, you can't watch it till March, I believe. Oh. Yeah. So Disney Plus till that's March. What they're all, that's rough. what they're all going to do. Yeah. They're going to wait until March. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so they can sure. pay Disney. <laughs> Man, so I guess for our UK audience that are being good little boys and girls, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Ma- Mandalorian and I guess just make it a little bit harder until then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's good. IMHO. Yeah. Uh-huh. Biggest biggest Star Wars fan in the room, Elise. Hey, <laughs> IMHO. It's great. Yeah? It's uh, It feels very different than Star Wars, but I like it. It does. It does. It feels comfortably Star Wars without feeling like anything I've seen mm-hmm. in Star Wars. It's got, like, the essence of it. It's yeah. got, like, it leans harder into the space western thing than it leaned in, like, the movie, old movies and stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it really serves it well, I think. First, first right. episode's a little rough, but um, I it, agree. it finds its footing a lot quicker than most shows. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that, like, some of my favorite shows of all time, like The Simpsons. First season's all trash. It's pretty rough. Not all trash. There's some redeeming stuff in there, but, like, we – so – uh, Jacob and I were lucky. We went to a screening uh, they had here in town where they showed the first three episodes. And I remember after the first one, I went, that, that's okay. I didn't like 
the opening with the the sort of star or the uh, Marvel esque humor. It where, was a little jokey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think Jacob, you were saying like, isn't this guy like a comedian or something? Yeah, or, <laughs> it yeah, seemed like James Corden. Was it? I don't know. It's some fish man that he's kidnapping, and it, there's this sort of like wink and a nod of, I'm a bad, like, ooh, I'm. I'm the silly guy, and I'm mm. like, oh, I hope this is not his like sidekick throughout the entire series. Yeah. And they, and, you <laughs> know, for, for fear of spoilers, you he's know, not. He's, he's not. not. No, <laughs> they take care of it pretty quick within a few minutes. And that sort of humor isn't really introduced, re- really for the rest of it. The rest of it actually feels a bit more like Star Wars. Yeah, I'd say the first half of the yeah. first episode is the rockiest the show has been for me, because it's like you got like some goofs and stuff. It's filled with just like goofy Star Wars references like they mentioned Life Day there's a thing that pops out of the door hey, Life hello. Day was from the special the holiday special holiday yeah special. Mm-hmm. and there's like a uh, little monkey lizard salacious crumbs getting roasted <laughs> on spits it's just references all over the place there, there are yeah. easter eggs everywhere and it's wonderful yeah references yeah. all over but no way does it feel like it is reductive of mm-hmm. Star Wars in any, in any way and, and it doesn't feel like it's pandering to yeah. Star Wars fans in any way like it doesn't feel like it's using crumbs of nostalgia to just get you excited. Like to me, who doesn't really pick up on those little nuances, I just feel like it's a really compelling show to watch. Interestingly paced, doesn't Mm -hmm. feel paced like any Star Wars work at all. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have any uh, of the usual Star Wars payoffs that you expect. I yeah. feel like. Well, it's not It's not the normal sort of hero's journey. <clears throat> it is the man with no name. They're mm-hmm. doing the Sergio Leone. Like, yeah. yeah, this is it's very much a spaghetti western, which uh, they talked a little bit. Uh, it was cool they had a Q&A before the screening, which is um, a little weird not having seen the show. I think a lot of people <laughs> had already seen the first episode because it hadn't been out since then. They did that so everyone could leave. I maybe I mean they all from what I saw John Favreau and a few of them stayed and okay. they were there the whole night watching mm. it with the audience so like everyone working on it seemed really happy about it it didn't seem forced like Werner Herzog was there he was very excited yeah he's <laughs> he's he could not stop talking about how great John Favreau was <laughs> yes. but like what a weird timeline we're in but that's totally fine um, well you told me one of my favorite things where he was like. Don't be a coward. Oh yeah, oh. that was a great story. <laughs> there's there's a there's a character yeah. they, that shows up later. That's a uh, that's I I guess you it's can kind of tell. Puppet. It's a practical puppet. puppet. Yeah, it's a puppet and character. so they said like, oh well, we need to shoot it one way without the puppet and the one with the puppet, just in case we do it CGI. We're not sure. When it hurts, I was like, don't be a coward. <laughs> <laughs> you should film it. Dedicate to the puppet. <laughs> God, he's, just, great. he's great. Um, yeah. They talked about a lot of cool stuff though too. Like, we'll talk more about the show, but mm. um. That like a lot of the sets and stuff were built in VR using the Unreal Engine, cool. yeah. Um, and they would have people on set with VR headsets and being basically being like, "This is what this is going to look like when you shoot it." So you're not just standing on a green screen, or you're not just standing, you know, in a a mud hole. It's like you kind of actually they were giving the actors a sort of idea. Actually, no, they didn't have VR headsets. They basically put them in an LED room, yeah, cool. and surrounded them, and it had depth perception and all that stuff. All the stuff they wow. talked about sounded awesome. Sounds wild. I want to see the the BTS stuff of yeah. how they how they basically did a lot of that. But all the actors were basically talking about like, yeah, the whole set was kind of like the most ridiculous thing I'd ever been involved with. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm, like I'm really curious about that. Room? That was that was her have projections, sort of like the kind of funny like background, like the LED yeah. wall. It's like a. Okay. a, a more state-of-the-art version of that that actually has depth and sort of stuff where mm-hmm. it is a mix of VR, AR, sort cool. of like 
thing. But it, hearing Herzog talk about it, who's this, you know, old, you know, German documentarian who's saying Lunatic. like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's such an interesting character, Crazy but genius. for him to be there and be like, they've realized these worlds and they show them to you. Yeah, there hasn't yeah. been mythology uh, like this since the ancient Greeks. <laughs> he did. He, he did compare that. John Favreau. He compared John Favreau to the man who created, or the the society that created Hercules. Wow. <laughs> I have to imagine that Disney had to have been like concurrently filming BTS content that's going to event after the series comes out. It's going to mm-hmm. go up on Disney Plus yeah. because that might be as interesting as the show. Like they, yeah. they did say in the when you see the post credits, they show a lot of like this really beautiful art. That was yes, actual that. one of my favorite so parts of the show. The, 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 the really interesting thing that I learned from that was that that was concept art that they would use. Um, basically, that like that, those are storyboards more or less where they go. This is the 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 tone and the the <clears throat> the sort of scene we're trying to set, and then they're like, "Well, it's really good. Maybe we just use it in the show." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like I you could print that stuff out and put it on a wall. It's just all the old but, like box sheet concept art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, then you see the sh- like compared to the show, it it like perfectly encompasses all those scenes. Mm. Like they nailed it, yeah. what they were trying to accomplish. It's pretty damn good. Um, and, yeah, and then also just talking to their um, composer about the sort of tone they were going with. I forget his name, it was like Ludwig something or another, Grasson. Like Garamsen or yeah. something Black like that. Black Panther's score. Oh, is that right? the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's it just sort of trying to create this otherworldly but familiar sort of spaghetti western sound yeah, but sounded sort of tribal like Ennio Morricone stuff yeah. for mm-hmm. sure he specifically mentioned using a bass recorder a lot because he was trying to think of the farthest thing from cool. a, like a John Williams and like I, space thing I appreciate that so much because it doesn't feel like it's just a variation on a John Williams score like Jedi Fallen Order is very much the like well we're we are riffing on and we're adapting a Williams-esque uh, feel and just huge and orchestra yeah. sound. You can feel that like for this game. that flute in your ear. You're like, yeah. okay, it's I like it. they're trying to hit like that Star yeah. Wars feel. The, the music classic in this feel. is excellent though, and it doesn't feel like it is just a, a parody of itself. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, a, for it's sure. a story that exists in the Star Wars universe and is not exactly connected. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is to like some stuff. Uh, not getting the story spoilers or anything, but like. I'm I'm hoping this is a thing that can exist completely on its own. Yeah. And at no point do they go, thank you very much, Emperor Snoke. And then <laughs> wink at the camera. Like this this would be a really cool, just self-contained story that does its own thing and doesn't have to play into the bigger movies or anything like that, because then you you could feel like things are at stake. I was never scared when they were doing the Kessel Run or whatever <laughs> in uh in solo. I'm like, oh I hope they make it. It it's that that's sort of already ruined for you. So mm-hmm. but this show, I don't know what's gonna happen to anybody. Um, there's the one scene at the very end of the first episode where you think some, you know, there's a flash of red light and you think something, someone could have got shot or whatever. And like most people had the same reaction. I thought that was kind of cool how they can, they kept that, uh, that mystery alive. Yeah. And this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, which is, I don't remember the gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Must be like 30 30, years. 30 years. It's always 30 30 years. years. Yeah. Something Something like that. Yeah. But also I have a question for, um, George Lucas, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> what is a year in Star Wars time? Is it oh, 300? Is it there is like a galactic basic year, which is the same as ours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, exa- yeah. okay. So Coruscant Just for or convenience, like that. yeah. That How many trine is it, Jacob? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I can't. What is a trine? Some calculations real quick. <laughs> so, Elise, earlier you brought up the pacing yeah. uh, was a little strange. I thought the same thing, too, because this is like an action show. And there are odd lengths. They're like 34, 35 minutes. Usually big drama action shows are an hour long. The half mm-hmm. hour drama is always a little bit of a different thing. 
So I, I, I found that nice that they didn't go on too long, but it did just make the whole thing feel strange. Yeah. It was only about half an hour to 35 minutes long. And there are lots of sections where, honestly, not much is happening, but I'm incredibly compelled by it. Yeah, there's like that little taste of action in the beginning, a little bar fight, and then... Which is very, very classic yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. And then it, it slows down for the majority of the episode until that wonderful action scene towards the end of the first one. Yeah. Um, and thus far, it's not jamming any weird politics down our throats, yeah. which mm-hmm. I also appreciate. It, it places it in an interesting time in the Star Wars timeline, I guess, where, that, I mean, it is, yeah, it's affected by the fact that the Empire's essentially been dissolved, but this is the thing they did in the Expanded Universe stuff where they had the remnant, where you're like, okay, who are the, what, what do you do with, you know, millions of stormtroopers around the galaxy, and there are these kind of sad characters that you see just sprinkled in the show that I think you show without telling, which is what great storytelling mm-hmm. is, where you see these stormtroopers just covered in dirt mm-hmm. and gross. Like they're I not that scene. They're not clean. They seem pretty angry. They're like a little hair triggered too. Like yeah, they're kind of nervous. Yeah. They're, they're just like they're just directionless sort of, without a lead. They're like yeah. hiding. They're, in they're, a they're, they're working for the one room. guy with an um, uh, an empire, you know, necklace, yeah. basically, <laughs> like just trying to hold on to something, looking for any kind of work, essentially. Mm-hmm. That like was definitely one of my favorite and one of the most telling scenes, I thought, is when he walked in that room and those stormtroopers are kind of gross. Mm-hmm. They must have been in that armor for who knows how long. Yeah. You know? yeah. They've had to like kind of hide in this secret place yeah. to do their thing. Uh, I will say that the pacing, though, is sort of taken care of just to <clears throat> alleviate this. By this time, the third episode should have been out, but I know you guys haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's okay. When well, you watching the three episodes back to back to back, like, it, the pacing feels much better. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't see a pacing issue. I just Why do you hate think it? it's different. <laughs> it's very different in its yeah. pacing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that d- that they're trying something a little bit new too. Because I would imagine Disney would stick to a formula: strict. These things work. These things don't work. Always do this thing this way. And they're trying something a little new, which I think is really cool. Mandalorian's also like the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little bit. Come out. And he's, he, he's also a little <laughs> stiff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like um, the action's not super smooth. I mean, his. He, I'm hoping he commits to the helmet the entire series. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I wanted to mention is mini spoiler. Um, I guess this, I mostly thought about this during the third episode, but the way they shoot it, they manage to make this like faceless character still convey emotion and stuff. It's like, okay, I know what he's feeling right now. I'm not entirely sure why. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's just like maybe it's Pedro Pascal's body language or something. But they just do a really good job of kind of making you empathize with this character that you can't see the face of ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has got to be tough. Yeah. But they, they do – so, Osan Jacob, this actually reminds me a lot of animation, like watching Samurai Jack or something like that, where there are these characters where it is hard – you can't convey exact emotion, so you do it through tone and scenery. And there are these moments where it is a blank, you know, Boba Fett helmet staring, <clears throat> and then you're sort of projecting – the scene onto the character, but that's all from you know previous scenes building up to that moment, and that's just good visual storytelling. Though, like in a weird way, it does feel like a cartoon, but a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I, I think that's. I, I don't know what else I can say to make people enjoy the show. But if you hate it, you hate it. I'm sorry. You, you said new Rorschach, right? He is new Rorschach. <laughs> Without the heat map. <laughs> it's um. Gil, Gilman went down. <laughs> uh, Gilman annoyed me, but it's fine. Maybe what? they made him annoying on purpose. Do you know what it was that he has in his glands or whatever that they were after? Uh, he was. I think he was something new. Okay. Just some new character. Maybe he had some of that Mon Calamari squishy money. Oh, mm. Must be inside his glands. New toy. It's a new yeah. toy. Yeah. That's all we care about. But anyway, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think in the room we all think the show is pretty <clears throat> wonderful. Mm-hmm. If if you 
are at all on the fence, I'd say give the week, free week trial a shot if you live in North America and can do that. Yeah. Um, Maybe late for like a few episodes. Wait till they're out. all out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what, was that, what would that be? Late mid December yeah. when they're all done? I think there's eight of them. Someone's going to be like, I, they're all in daily motion. They're really good. I mean, it's low <laughs> yeah. quality and someone's filming their TV. <laughs> Did we talk um, about Nick Nolte yet? Oh, oh my God. He's great. <laughs> the role he was born to play. Finally, <laughs> I, was, I was more interested in, but before we, we went to the screening, I told Jacob, I'm like, I'm, I'm almost positive. I, know, I already know what they're going to do with the character. It's, it's going to be a big reveal that he's Boba Fett. And that's how they made the Boba Fett mm. show. Or they remember they said they were going to make a Boba Fett yeah. movie. They were, yeah. And, they, and that became this. I th- maybe maybe it was like a sort of weird mixing. And they said, or it's going to be a a clone trooper who for some reason doesn't age fast like they're supposed to. So he is like a clone of Boba Fett. That's how they keep it. I saw the first episode. I'm like, I'm so glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I mean, or maybe I don't know. Maybe they ex- yeah. expose it, but they. The one thing I really liked in the first episode, and I hope this isn't a huge player people haven't seen it, but showing that there is a a bigger Mandalorian universe. Yeah. That there's this underground sort of society of people who never take their helmets off and they look like destiny characters. Mm-hmm. And there there's like a blacksmith who creates armor out of this metal that the Empire took over Beskar. that yeah, Beskar, Beskar metal steel. that they mm-hmm. yeah, which they've uh they use for their currency, I guess, at some point, and now the Mandalorians are seeking it to rebuild the. You know, they want it for their armor, and I was like, "This is such a cool little world-building thing that yeah. got me really invested." It, it's weird because like you think you know the Star Wars universe, but then this is like a weird microcosm mm-hmm. in it that has all these different rules, same rules but different. Sand rules. <laughs> sand rules. Lots yeah. of sand rules. This is the kind games. of the Star yeah. Wars, the part of Star Wars that I would have wanted to see more of in like Solo or something. It's like there's a little bit of that CD underbelly thing, but then it still kind of comes collect, goes back to oh rebellion and the yeah, yeah. Empire's yeah. Thank stuff. you, Han Solo, for helping the, the rebels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but this is like this whole gray area that he's in, and then like there's we talk about spoilers yet. Try not to spoil anything. I think it seems natural that this will be spoilers for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're averse to spoilers, this is your warning. Uh, three, two, one. We are uh, done worrying about that. So, yeah. I think Darth Vader is Han Solo's <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Big father-in-law. He's, he's Sorry. everybody's father. How about right. that puppet? Yeah, that's a good little puppet. That is a good yeah. is it, that's a real puppet? Mm-hmm. I think it is. A According little, to Werner Herzog. Like yeah. Yoda himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love everybody been calling him Baby Yoda. to it. Well, yeah, because no one knows what to call it. Yeah. We don't know what alien race Yoda is. I just meant how Yoda was originally a puppet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Until they ruined it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I George guess. George Lucas, I want to make him jump. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda is one of the big things that I guess people are already out there uh, spoiling, spoiling for it. other <laughs> folks. But I mean, that, that it's a is, nice, fun reveal. Yeah. Um, it, it's nice when uh, blogs and YouTube videos go, you won't believe what's in the show. And the thumbnail mm-hmm. is that of the yep. thing. And then you go, well, I can figure that one out. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, which clever, I, I did uh, have that ruined for me, but I still liked the reveal and had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, clever this, misdirection. This was, it's like, oh, it's a fifty-year-old yeah. bounty you're going after. Yeah. But then, you know, Taika Waititi's like, oh, all species age differently. Yeah. <laughs> which, was just, okay, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say Taika Waititi's character. You know, he gunned him down. Uh, I, w- I hope that that droid will be resurfaced. I really hope too. So. I've heard he comes back yeah. because yeah. there's it's it's just a production model. So yeah. they're just they're, it's, it's at another on, number after it. Yeah, it's yeah. on like IG eleven. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so seemed it's implied that line. this was like a mass produced, 
like mm-hmm. bounty hunting droid unit that they just that the guild uses Dude. to bat, like just get stuff. He was wrecking shit. I don't mm-hmm. know how yeah, anyone can stand awesome. up to a robot like that. Isn't that from that spinning around? That robot's from everywhere. Empire, right? Yeah, it's just that one shot. There's one shot where he's, he's standing completely still because <laughs> he can't move in any other direction. So I'm, I'm glad that they figured out this amazing way to animate this wacky cool. looking character. Mm-hmm. Who are the other uh, bounty hunters in that scene, Jacob? Mm, you want to know? Yeah. Let's see. I think there's. I think you got Zuckus. You got Four Lom. You got Bosk. You got a uh, Dengar, and I think that was it. Just and Boba, Boba Fett, Fett was there. Yeah, and IG88. Everyone remembers. There's only Boba a few Fett. of them. They're all just Halloween costumes. I, I, <laughs> who's the guy that just had like a burned face and a turban? Oh, that was Dengar. Okay. Yeah, he's the Everybody's one. I favorite. think in the I remember in the expanded universe because I I went on like uh, whatever StarWars.com where people had the like the extended universe stuff in there, uh, and they're like, this man like is the one who saved Boba Fett, and I was like, <laughs> is like climbed in that Sarlacc pit and pulled him out and like <laughs> nursed him back to health or whatever, <laughs> let him suck from his teeth. And what if somebody weird. who's making Star Wars right now just be like, oh, Boba Fett's dead. He died in that hole. I kind of hope Boba <laughs> Fett is dead. I, I, this, this show has made me realize what I guess we've already known. Jango Fett and Boba Fett are kind of dumb. <laughs> They're not. And th- this is like kind of a nice response to that because I, I, I understand the allure because I thought for the longest time those were cool characters because mm-hmm. they look cool. Yeah. Yes. When they were mysterious. Right. You, Boba Fett was mysterious. You, and then people were like, well, no, if you read the books, like, I'm not going to read the books. <laughs> like, he does some really cool stuff. If you read the books, I don't really want to read that. I'm more interested in a character that has a code and works yeah. with a, an underground group and is like sort <clears> of their, he's not exactly a savior, but he's like, he's just one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it makes, it makes it far more interesting than the lone bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah this character is super compelling. Their, their one dimension seems to just be pursuing the target, mm-hmm. which again, like Adam, haven't read the books, not going to. Like, you read them, Jacob. Yeah. Can you speak to him more in, like, terms of, the, or them in terms of, like, humanity or their other goals and desires beyond just bounty hunting? Yeah, I mean, like, they definitely just flesh out Boba Fett a ton in books and stuff. But, like, the Boba Fett you watch on screen is never any of those things. And, like, uh-huh. they did the same thing with, like, Captain Phasma. It's like, okay, they made some cool Captain Phasma stories, and they were fun to listen to, but it's not going to change how I really perceive Phasma in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you toss it to a trash compactor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like she, and then she was knocked on the head um, once and forgotten. Yeah, but in, in this uh, in this show, I mean, I think it'll, it really comes to a head in the third episode. It's like you really start to – that's when it kind of – you really empathize with this character a lot, like – Right now, he's still kind of in that, like, he's just hunting a bounty and stuff. But there is there is complexity there that they start to explore, and it's really interesting. But yeah, I think the minute he doesn't kill the baby Yoda, you know there's something that's not just strictly evil or about yeah. the bounty mm-hmm. for him. Well, he's also sort of ignorant to things like the Force or anything like that. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool they, at the end when they didn't understand what happened. Yeah, he, it's just like what happens, like, something, I don't know. Like, and it's... It's really cool to have this sort of neutral character in this world that's not good or evil. He's just kind of in it for him and his people. Yeah. Which my question for you, Jacob, what the hell is a Mandalorian? <coughs> a Mandalorian is it's more of a culture, I'd say. Okay, so it's, it's not, not a, like it's, it's not, not a race, race of people. Yeah, it's a culture because like there's kind of like some flashbacks you see where he's like a child, like running during like destruction a, or something. Yeah, which it's um it looks oh. like a separatist attack. As you saw in like the trailer, there's the super battle droids chasing them from the Clone Wars. So it's not a nationality. 
No, it's just a like a culture because it looks like he's not like a Mandalorian when he's running with his like parents or whatever. Well, I'm not saying there. race. I'm saying like nationality because like. You can, there was a planet. You know, you can be. Yeah, is there, there a region that Mandalore. the Mandalor- So are they all from Mandalore? Um, I think it, it's like a. Cult. I don't know if they've, they've explicitly said this in like canon or whatever, but it seems like a culture you can be adopted into. Okay. Like so, you can like be born a Mandalorian. Yeah, sure. But you can also become a Mandalorian and just be raised in that like lifestyle and stuff, which it seems like this character was. Hmm. Thank God he's not like Boba Fett or Jango Fett or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, like, um, what, what makes them different? So, religion of guns. So Jango Fett is a Mandalorian, and then Boba Fett's a clone he's of just him. A clone, yeah, right. But he doesn't age as fast as the the clone troopers. Mm. That was the how they worked that in, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm getting all my Mandalorians. <laughs> I'm not in sure a row. that Jango was a Mandalorian. Uh, I could well, be wrong. He was a Mandalorian. Was yeah, okay. but according to Jango, like, told me there's like some whole thing about him being like disgraced or whatever because of his service to the Republic or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. He, he sold out. I, <laughs> yeah. I just I, I love the the sort of religious tones that they have of it. When like he he submits, you know, his penance or whatever and then he like sits in this like sort of like cross legged thing, you know, before the shrine of the of the Beskar or whatever. I'm like this is really fun. And then this, you know, when they're like, we do not take our helmet off. Like, and what is, mm. what is it a little thing they say? So say we all or whatever. Oh, they, that I have said or something? No, oh. they say something. Nick Nolte's character does the, uh, I have spoken. I, have spoken. I, have spoken. I guess yeah. that doesn't. But they say something like, that's, that's just like, the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things will <laughs> be the same. I forget. They have, they have just like a, they yeah, little mantra. Like third episode stuff. It does. Yeah. I, um, I don't remember what it is though. It does have this like, in terms of the Western, this weird like reverence to like, you know, a lone cross in a desert kind of thing. Like, I do mm. sort of want it all to culminate in a, where, you know, he tracks someone to a little shanty in the desert somewhere and there's <clears> a big <throat> shootout, mm-hmm. like, in this I, ghost town. Yeah, I, I do expect them to do some of that, like, super western-y trope stuff yeah. at some point where he goes to a small town and there's two gangs in charge and he's got to them out. against each other. Yeah. Or yeah. There's a village, you know, and they have to do seven samurai defend it from bandits or yeah. whatever. I mean, um, Adam, you mentioned the religion thing. I mean, there's that, like, kind of quick goofy line in the second episode where the Jawas want his gun. He's like, oh, guns are part of my religion yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But I guess it kind of goes back to the show don't tell thing. He has like a face off with a big monster in the second episode. And there's a point where like he's just getting his ass kicked yeah. by this thing. His armor's all destroyed. And eventually he kind of like like gives up and like he's just got a little knife out. And man, like the way he, he you see him like kind of bow his head mm-hmm. and stuff. And I feel like that just shows a lot about like this character and his like like beliefs, I guess, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just that just stuck out to me as something really cool. I thought it was a, it was a cool scene too because it it was maybe one of the more like fantastical things that happened. Like the show became sci-fi fantasy again for a little bit instead of just a western where you know he's fighting a dragon to you know, defend a child or whatever. Yeah. It was more like a big cow, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a I big dirty cow uh, with a rhino horn. I thought <laughs> it was a little. It was just a giant rhino. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have come up with a creature that was a little more interesting than that, I think. <coughs> but maybe simplicity. I thought was, it was fine because the payoff was so great that it was literally for an egg. And I like... <laughs> a hairy I, mop egg. I, yeah. I I like seeing kind of more into the world of, like, like Jawas are really interesting. Where in our minds, we go, oh, well, we've seen Jawas on Tatooine, so they're from Tatooine. That's very racist of us. And that <laughs> is us presuming that they are, are from there. No, they can go to other planets and drive around on their little sand crawlers. Do the sand crawlers become spaceships? 
I don't know, you know Jacob. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's our understanding of the nation and the state, right? Like, I yeah. you can be from India, you can move to America, and you can be, and be a, mm-hmm. an Indian American. But right? our our view is like this. Yeah, and I think the they got show space. space uh, Politics. Yeah, and yeah. the show the show is sort of expanding on that a little bit, but I just I like the fact that these like Jawa show up, and then it, it is similar to like you know uh, the first Star Wars uh, New Hope when they're trading with them and these sorts of things. But then it's cool to see a character that's willing to like put a flamethrower in their face, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> just them off of their sand with like no great. mercy, yeah. just <laughs> just <laughs> angrily throwing this child, yeah, he's essentially know. beating up children. <laughs> yeah. He like sees the ships getting torn apart and starts great. killing them immediately. <laughs> well, yeah, disintegration. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, disintegration. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I like his his um, awesome cool gun. It took me a long time to figure out, but that is not Tatooine that they're on on that desert planet. Mm-hmm. It's like. Or Vala 7 they, or something. They aren't doing the thing right now, which I'm really glad uh, the, the uh, Rogue One did this, where mm-hmm. when they would go to a different planet, they'd do the lower third of what planet they were going oh, to. I always like that. I hate that. I hate that for Star <laughs> yeah. Wars because it's fantasy, and you should be able to, If it's something you... I, you do that for a sci-fi movie. That makes sense. Um, I feel like it helps build the lore. If you know, like, It's know for dum-dums. <laughs> it's for people who go, what planet that? I, I lost track of what planet they are on. It's actually better, I feel like, in this sort of universe where you ask the question, oh, wait, was that, you know, Jakku, is that Tatooine? And then you, you start to look into it because You want contextual clues? Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? Something maybe, yeah, where it almost like it doesn't matter in that sense where you have to basically write it out for the audience, you know. it. I prefer to just sort of speak for itself. And I think Mandalorian, in the, going back to the whole thing of visual storytelling, it's doing that better than... I, I think some of the, the other movies have been doing. In the older movies, they just like say the name of the planet enough and you eventually remember. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got like Rogue One, which that's probably because like those, like recutting it or whatever. It's like, oh, we got a thousand planets in the first five minutes. We got to slap some names on them. And then this where they never mention the single name of a planet ever. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, he's going to these planets. He's doing a thing. Story's happening there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you brought up the egg earlier. I thought the egg payoff was wonderful. It wasn't some <laughs> magical, expensive golden egg, mm-hmm. but just a snack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really want to suck on that egg, egg. which is kind of <laughs> gross too. The the just nastiness of pulling out all that crap yeah. is uh, I don't know. Brings it back to some original Star Wars I'm, gross. I'm sure they had Herzog on set. And he's like, the egg represents the nerds. <laughs> it's time. Dig in. Don't be <laughs> coward. Sense of it. Yeah, yeah, where did you find an egg so large? It's the yolk that brings us all together. Yeah. Use the puppets. <laughs> Use the yard. Like, uh, you're not shooting today. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Jacob, was this the, the first explanation of how toilets work in Star Wars? Oh, vac tubes? Vac I think tube. so. I think so. It's explicitly in like a like a visual medium for sure. Okay. Because um, they actually showed us a little silver toilet. Yeah. Okay. Um, was the guy who evacuated his thorax or whatever. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. Um, uh, but there was one other thing. I mean, other than blue guy. But the whole second episode, it was like an actual really funny episode and without being like just too absurd or anything. Like it's a show that actually has humor in it. And it's like I thought it was kind of going to be a like a dead serious kind of show. Well, the humor kind of came from the absurdity of it all. Yeah, yeah. When he's he's just shooting these little <laughs> these these children in cloaks and they're exploding into nothing. Is <laughs> yeah. Like you laugh at it the same way you laugh at John Wick. It's yeah. just it's over it's, the top. He's yeah. trying to like climb up the thing and they're just throwing junk and it's bouncing <laughs> off his helmet and stuff. And like this this works and it's funny and it's not out of place at all in this show about this faceless bounty hunter. <laughs> So that, that, that did a good job with that. Yeah, I thought a lot of the effects were really good. There mm. were there were a few points where those blurgs 
That all the blurs from Ewok Adventures? <laughs> all the way back from Ewok Adventures. They, they were a little dodgy <laughs> effects-wise sometimes. Yeah. But well, you got a little Nick Nolte on top. It looks just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. That little puppet's real cute, though. Um, oh, are we talking about things that we don't <clears throat> like about Star Wars? Yeah, Because I, I learned something I really don't like about Star Wars when we went to that screening. People <laughs> who like Star Wars. <laughs> man. Um, th- uh, this obviously can't be contained, and that's just <clears throat> what the way it is, but... We we sat in front of some of probably the most horrific people who en- <laughs> enjoy. Like, maybe it's just my a taste of fandom that I don't I don't get to see a lot of it outside of you know conventions. But there's a shot we all seen the second episode, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, when there's just like a little like lizard, it just like lizard. walks out. It's it's a brief shot. It's nothing. There are these two girls behind us who are with some other people, and just everything's oh my god. Oh my god! Oh, I need that. I hope they sell that. Oh, that's so cute. I want to buy it. And every time the little Yoda was on screen, it was just ooze and eyes. Like we get it. We get you. Love the fucking thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I want to enjoy the show. And another reason why I'm actually really enjoying going back and watching the episodes is because they're not behind me. <laughs> and people are terrible. And if you like things, that's cool. And you could you could maybe you know let out a chuckle and maybe you clap at the end if you really enjoyed it when the credits are rolling and you saw the hardworking people who made it, but shut the fuck up during the actual <laughs> watching of the you, thing. One of my favorite, uh, well, favorite, not favorite experiences of seeing a movie within the last year was Avengers Endgame. And this dude behind me was just losing his shit for everything. <sighs> and when all the women get together on the battlefield, he went, all the girls! Thank you, <laughs> thank you. All, all the girls! And I was like. And you yeah. said, he he said the thing that's happening, yeah. and without him, we would be lost. But it was great. Anyway, I don't, I mean that. I think most people aren't gonna be able to see this in the theater, so they won't have to deal with horrible Star Wars. It was yeah, actually cool seeing goodness. it in the theater. Like, I, it would be cool if they did a run where you could watch it in a movie theater mm-hmm. alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, the, I, actually, yeah, thanks. I, I, I hope Disney Plus and these sorts of things are kind of the future where you could see movie-level things at home where... Um, and see The Irishman yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, no, I can't. I'm the people seeing The Irishman in the theater are going to be quiet because they're all mm. going to be 65 years old. <laughs> yeah. And that's or cool. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. It looks yeah, pretty cool. They also do something that James pointed out <clears throat> where he was saying that the show kind of feels like a video game <laughs> where... <laughs> Uh, the Mandalorian is like getting upgrades yeah. and there's it's it's really awesome in the third <laughs> episode because they give them some stuff where they're like here's a really cool weapon that does this one really cool thing hope that doesn't happen anytime <laughs> to you soon and then of course you get to that moment and it's it's a pretty badass moment and you're like okay cool well, mm-hmm. and you know later at some point that puppet's going to do some fucking awesome action shit yeah oh uh, like, like like episode two the <laughs> yeah. around the well, I'm thinking more like Dark Crystal puppets oh. you know like that puppet's going to get out of that little basket and he's going to do some <laughs> crazy fucking shit yeah. fuck some people up we all know it's going to happen oh, man. The, the visual of the little floating stroller is, mm-hmm. is really wonderful whoever came up with that is pretty brilliant Yeah, <laughs> it, it just casts a really cool silhouette you know, against the sun it has or whatever. like Jetsons vibes to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like what's powering it? Who knows? Like they're little pods they get into. A little white egg that floats around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a little oh, guy in it. Symbolic in a in a way, but yeah, I like that they even show there's like little technology that he uses to like move it and control it. And mm-hmm. I saw some people complaining or they're like, he just left uh, little Yoda and went after that sand crawler and like, well, it was following him. Yeah, it like, cuts to it. It's just him. like yeah. flying after them. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> little Yoda's just chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else about yeah. Mandalorian? You I don't know. I, I don't specifically do. I, we're going to get in. I don't want to spoil episode three for you guys. Yeah, it's great. It's, fun. Yeah. It should be out. Yeah, by now. But I think it, it all 
builds up. It's like if that was its own movie, if those three episodes was a movie, I'd actually probably be pretty happy with it. Where it's mm-hmm. like the way they're paced, the way it goes, it might feel a little rushed, but th- this is like something that works really well as a. I wouldn't. It's barely a TV show, right? It's a it's a web or a it's a mini series yeah. almost. Like how many episodes total? Like ten? Eight. 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 And so they're yeah, shooting I mean, the second season right now. They could have been two oh. two features on Disney Plus, but it is yeah. content every week. Mm-hmm. Right? I I like I like this world where we can make uh, the runtime is sort of nebulous. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, maybe they want to do an hour and a half episode. Maybe they want to do a 15 minute episode. Yeah. So uh, however long cool. it needs to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is real That's nice. What it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. No, no ads. You just watch the thing. Oh, I mean, I guess it's an ad for Star Wars because <laughs> you know, you're going to be there <laughs> December to see Ray and Kyle Ray and all your buds back together. Yeah. Adventure. <laughs> I like for Werner Herzog's character to be cradling Baby Yoda. It's like, I'm going to name you Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> you are Kylo Ren. <laughs> or, yeah, what if he... <laughs> that's the final shot of the whole series. He goes, thank you for bringing me Daisy Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, her name's Ray. Shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Are there any other uh, Star Wars monsters that you want to see babified in Mandalorian? Let's see. They already did Baby Jabba the Hutt. Oh, they did? Well, it was his son, and it was stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, is where, was, where was Baby Jabba the Hutt? It was in the Rebels, Clone right? Wars movie, uh, the animated movie, which was not good. Uh, Jake, the show gets way better, but the movie was not good. Jacob, you're, you're like a, a walking trivia machine when it comes to Star Wars. Is there anything that you noticed in those first three episodes that people may have not picked up on? <clears throat> I mean, they kind of throw the big stuff out there. Like the Kalaki and Monkey Lizard getting roasted stuff. But there is some stuff with the, um, I can't not say it, like, Werner Herzog. He's like, Dr. Pershing, that, like, dude that comes scurrying out. Uh The, like, uh, science dude. He's got, like, some kind of, um, like, Camino insignia on him. Like, Mm -hmm. the cloners Hmm. from Attack of the Clones and stuff. It's, like... Blanket, you'll miss his stuff, or you'll just miss it because it's oh. not obvious at all. So yeah. you think they're trying to clone the Yodas Maybe to make an like army that. of Yodas? Like clearly, they want this like force-sensitive baby to do something with. So mm-hmm. that's not out of the question at all. So okay. that's just a cool little little something, little detail cool. for people that pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, I guess that's something too. I don't know if you guys recognize <clears throat> the name Filoni. I did, I wasn't aware of him. Dave Filoni. Yeah, he cowboy is, hat. Yeah, he's one of the producers, and I think directed the first episode. He's basically worked on what was it Jake, Jacob all, all of Clone Wars he basically made Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and has done all the animated stuff he was like even in the Q&A like he was talking about how like the DP or something on the first day was like oh we, the sun's up we gotta like get going on this and he's like oh why it's like goes, when it goes down we have to stop he's like <laughs> oh the <laughs> like, sun I work in building in Burbank yeah. <laughs> there is no sun it never stops yeah but it was really interesting this, that the dude was just very humble really cool and mm-hmm. it is this animation the guy comes from animation is working in live action and kind of making a really fresh really well done take on Star yeah. Wars and so. he's really kind of like I feel like the torch really went from him, from George Lucas to him when it comes to like lore stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's made or been involved with like so much Mandalorian stuff already with the cartoons that like I feel like his involvement in this is perfect. Yeah, you feel safe in the hands of him. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. he was saying that a lot of people like, like the directors and stuff, like he mentioned like Bryce Dallas Howard and stuff, because um, she directs an episode cool. coming down the line. Like they'll come to him and be like, okay, like can I do this? Like how? And he'll say like, okay, if you do this, this is the implications. Like this is what the rules are. 
and like this is what like this could mean if you were to do this and they're like oh okay cool mm-hmm. and like and it seems like beat him up and take his lunch money <laughs> yeah. and it's uh it's just high school <laughs> um but yeah, yeah it's cool um any other closing thoughts on mandalorian i think it's I it's one of the best shows that come out this yeah. year wonderful agreed There's disney plus did a really good job yeah, Star Wars TV yeah. show, finally. <laughs> Turns out when you have all the money in the world and all the licenses in the world and you're not Apple TV, you can make some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that one Apple TV show from the space one where the Russians won the space race. Oh, that so cool. that's pretty good. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. I trust you. You know what? I haven't seen it. I can't watch it on anything I own. So <laughs> yeah. I, it does I make like, it hard. I like, I like that uh, <laughs> thought process. Right. We will make a TV surface ex- exclusively on the devices that we own. And they go, okay, well, then I can't watch it. They go, but maybe some Samsung TVs too. Please, please watch Apple TV. They sent me an email and they're like, we'll give you a year. Please just watch. It's like, I don't want your, I don't want it. I'm sorry. I know, ironic. We're bitching about SWATs. Anyway. Anything else, Miss Elise? No, I'm right on. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thumbs up from round. Go see it. Love it. Um, so on in more Disney news this week, Jacob went and saw Frozen 2 this past weekend. Yeah, you thought I was here to talk about The Mandalorian. Yeah. I was here to talk about Frozen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think y- y'all are going to have to help me out because I don't really know much about Frozen other than the song and the Olaf. Um, but yeah, how's, how's Frozen 2, man? That's pretty good. Does it hold up to the first one? I thought the first one was better. Okay, because that um, was like massive success. Yeah. Beyond what I think anyone expected Enormous. Frozen to do. And like, you know the story of the first one, Dan? Uh, Just like, basically. There's a sister with magic powers and then isolates herself because your powers get too crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Olaf, like, <laughs> you Olaf guys, happens and then yeah, the Olaf's Katy Perry song kicks in. Is Olaf back, Jacob? <laughs> Olaf is back and the same as ever. Does he get a girlfriend? <laughs> is there a female Olaf now? No. Oh, okay. There's not. Um, Does he ever marry that dragon? I'm thinking of Shrek. <laughs> the trailer would lead me to believe that it is darker than the first Frozen. Is that I wouldn't know. Totally like the same. Yeah, but it's start like all the characters are together for most of it. So you do have this dynamic of like Elsa actually interacting with other characters, mm-hmm. which is fun. Which I think was the strongest stuff. So I, f- especially like the first half, I felt like was a lot stronger because all the characters were together. Um, I didn't think it had any like let it go caliber songs. I mean, everybody that sang was great. And like Olaf's got a fun song. Kristoff, in my opinion, had the best song because he does this like 80s, like soft rock love ballad. That's interesting. That's like, it's also framed like that too. There's lots of like overlaying close ups over like wide shots of him singing. I thought it was goofy and it just, uh, that one stood to me the most. But does it introduce any new characters that you liked? Yeah, so I guess the story is that like <coughs> Elsa hears a mysterious voice calling, and there's like I mean it starts off with a flashback to set up things that are that are new. Mm-hmm. It's like oh like oh they're kids and their mom's telling them a story about an enchanted forest ah. and like <laughs> some stuff that like her uh, young dad and her grandfather were involved with. Um, so it's kind of them just going on an adventure into the forest, into the yeah, to like the north or whatever, to like see what's going Are on. You're not supposed to go into the forest. Oh, you can't. It's like closed off by some fog and stuff. But if you have ice magic, yeah, <laughs> you have ice magic, you can go in for sure. So my experience with Frozen is <coughs> fell asleep during the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't so woke up toward the end. So haven't seen it. But uh, when I watched the trailers for the original one, I thought that uh, Olaf looked insepar- uh, inseparable. 
And yeah. then when I, what I saw in the movie, I was like, actually, this character is written pretty funny. He's kind of got a delightful attitude. His song, I thought, was very clever mm-hmm. and charming. Uh, I noticed that the uh, the soundtrack for Frozen 2 is on, you know, it's out now. You can listen to it. And so I wanted to see if they had topped Olaf's song from the first one. <laughs> he does have another song. Lis- listen to a little bit of Jacob. I didn't really think it did. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't think so. Is it about melting? Oh, again? this one? This no, one it's about like growing yeah. up or some bullshit. His whole bit in this one mm. is like about... Olaf, you ain't grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, his whole bit in this one is about not being a mm. newly born snowman. Like they do it. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. And like it's like what you gonna put another snowball in your body? Make yeah. Go? There's like a goofy bar in the beginning where they're doing charades, and he's like, oh, he's, and he gets the card. And he's like, oh, this is great now that I can read. Um, <laughs> oh, he's so stupid. He learned to read. <laughs> he learned to read. Yes. Um, but like he's got his similar kinds of goofs and stuff. How are the how are the graphics? Oh yeah, this is a. Um, RTX is on. <laughs> look at, yeah, look is at it that water. It's got yeah. the tress effects on her hair. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, but definitely like stronger first and third act. The middle felt kind of meandering. It's like, I don't really know what anybody's trying to do. Is that when the trolls show up? The trolls show up at the beginning to exposit. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But the interactions like between the Elsa and Anna are probably the best parts for those characters because there wasn't really much of that in the third movie or the first movie, a third movie, not yet (laughs) Um, in the first movie until like the end. And I guess the beginning. Now, is this a reference to the theory that uh, their parents got shipwrecked on an Island and Tarzan is their brother? (laughs) This movie actually (laughs) directly addresses what what happens with the shipwreck and stuff. Meet your brother. Yeah. It gives Yoda. (laughs) So does it, does it then uh, negate that Tarzan theory? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. sorry, Take that. Is that grand Pixar theory or grand Disney theory? It's a, is it a theory that you'll see on um, like Reddit or wherever. This movie does do a thing. Oh, yeah, there's like forest spirits and whatever. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> is there a third sister that has leaf powers? No, That'd it talks cool. a little bit more about like their parents' relationship and stuff, though, and like <laughs> their heritage, which was, that was, it was interesting. Is that too mild for Olaf? <laughs> I know. He's, my <laughs> melt is, well, he, he's like, Unmelting now, or oh, whatever. Oh, she make him powerful? To yeah, not melt. Mm. Of mm. of being a uh, the oldest person in the room when you saw this movie early. I was um, very old. How did that very make hungover. you feel? Yeah, as a hungover <laughs> adult in Jedi robes, uh, <laughs> watching Frozen Two at the El Capitan. Um, did you feel like it was? It's it's one of those movies like a it it's good for adults and kids, or is it just more of a kids movie? It probably definitely leans more towards a kids movie, and like just people that like. Frozen in general, like you'll like this movie too. Does honestly, it, does it have those jokes that do go to adults that go over kids' heads, kind of like Pixar tries to do? I think there are a couple. It's okay. hard for me to remember specifically, but there were a couple where I laughed, and yeah, how many the, the kids jokes? next to me didn't <laughs> laugh. Um, there was a pretty fun part where Olaf is basically reenacting the entire first movie for some new <laughs> characters that missed out on it. Mm. That sounds pretty cool. Frozen, yeah. Frozen to me is like the avatar of uh, <laughs> animated kids movies where it made a bunch of money, everyone saw it, but I remember nothing mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. I I don't know if it's, if it's as popular as I think it is, but... Um, I think everyone, yeah, I guess, but it's getting a sequel. With a certain crowd, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a part, the movie does kind of forget about Kristoff, and it's 
I mean, actually, all the characters forget about him, too, because they all <laughs> he's go the on this adventure boyfriend? together. Yeah, he's the one with the reindeer. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like now that the sisters are together, there's no use for him. That does right. happen. Right. <laughs> there's a point where they're all at this place figuring out what to do next, and then oh, Elsa and Anna take off, and then that old lady comes, and Kristoff's like, hey, uh, what's going on? She's like, oh, they left without you. <laughs> and nice. he's like, oh, okay. And then he's yeah. not in the movie until yeah. later. We left Kristoff at the gas station. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kristoff um, yeah. in the, the case of the curious FOMO. Yeah. And he's trying to, <laughs> his whole thing in the movie, he's trying to figure out how to propose the whole time. Oh. He's having a hard time with it. That's kind oh. of a flip on things because I feel like it's just, you know, these women have something to deal mm. with. And then mm. there's this man that's obsessed with a woman. I just, why why can't they just and be friends? Why does she have to be a hole that he has to fill? <laughs> at least smooch at the end of the first one. Did they? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I just remember the sort of twist, you know, bad guy because the movie didn't really have a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I guess the bad guy was a lack of ice in the economy of the Norwegian <laughs> government, but I may have been reading differently into it. Anyway. Well, is, thank you, Jacob. Is there antagonist in this film? Not in this one. It's I guess there's like a there was a character with malicious intent, but it was in the past, so you never see him alive. Oh, um, but in this one, it's more just like them against like this magical weird force they're trying to figure out Hmm. Um, so it's different from the first one that one had evil boyfriend Hmm. well I look forward to all the flash games coming out aimed at (laughs) do you think this episode will get demonetized if we say if we said Elsa at all yeah don't even mention that I I made the thumbnail Mandalorian themed on purpose (laughs) bleep all the (laughs) mentions of Elsa yeah we probably will get flagged for that can't say Elsa can't say was it Momo Oh, really? oh, the um, cute lizard in the movie. What? There's just a lizard. It's like a spirit <laughs> or something. Oh, I thought you had a stroke. Okay. Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, you're Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda's still it. the cutest. Yeah, can you buy a Baby Yoda yet? You Should we go to better believe your ass you're going to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so just so you know, just so you understand how the whole thing is tied in, um, we've been playing Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and then Jacob pointed out that in the game you can – modify your lightsaber and a lot of those pieces are at galaxy's edge Oof. yeah they're at the disneyland yeah lightsaber so parts. there there's a lot of what we call in the workplace corporate synergy <laughs> going on um where yeah a video game is tied to a theme park it blows my mind yeah. so wild. they're uh they know what they're doing smart kids <laughs> Uh, yeah, those look, Disney look, kids. Keep keep an eye out for this Disney corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might be on to something. Lucky youngsters. They figuring it out. Yeah, they already own most of the planet, so yeah. why stop there? Right on. Um, anybody else? I'm good, did, man. Did, can't wait for did it Jacob to show answer up. all your Frozen Two questions? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a few more, but I'm gonna wait till I see it on the big screen in my living room. There you go. Because <laughs> I ain't going outside yeah. to deal with. Children and all. When this pops up in Children's. Kingdom Hearts 4 or whatever. I'm waiting. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got my frozen refresh from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, it was, I, had a, I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. Awesome. Um, well, we are out of time today. We do not have time to talk about the Charlie's Angels reboot that came out this weekend. Shit. Thanks. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for coming around, everybody. Bye.